Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and we're back for another episode of Always Almost There, day after show live. We're here for night one of the Days Between Festival in New Orleans. Uh, I am joined today by these two fine gentlemen uh, from the Gray Street Pod. How are you guys? We are great. We are ready to roll for night two. Oh, yeah. Had a blast night one, ready for more. Awesome. Yeah, you guys are at the festival right now. Uh, if anyone hears in the background, uh, George Porter Jr. is currently playing uh, very loudly, might I add. You guys said there's, a, there's, there's some serious volume happening. Yeah, yeah, we kind of thought that yesterday, too, when Lawrence was playing, it was so loud. And it seemed like they were louder than Goose later on in the night. I was kind of um, like, they seemed overly loud and Goose was like mixed perfectly. Yeah. So I, I don't know if it's different just because different sound people. I don't really know. But, yeah, it does seem like that they are way turned up right now. Uh, interesting. All right. Well, we're going to get going anyway. We're going to talk about last night's show a little bit. Before we get to that, of course, a quick word from our sponsor, who is Beekeepers Naturals. Powered by nature and obsessively tested, Beekeepers uses potent ingredients like propolis, pollen, and royal jelly and steers clear of added chemicals. In a day and age where we want to boost our immune system as much as possible, Beekeepers Naturals has many products from lozenges to gut health supplements to support us and tap into the magic of nature. Personally, I don't leave home without one of their propolis throat sprays, which is especially supportive when singing my heart out at a show. Use code STORMSOUND at checkout for 20% off your order at beekeepersnaturals.com. So, without further ado, let's talk a little bit about the Days Between Festival here. You guys, take me through your experience getting there yesterday, getting in what the first few acts were like before you. Nolan, first reaction. I mean, loved it. Loved everything about it. It was my second time seeing them live. Bruce's first time. So that was exciting. Um, man, I mean, 
so many great moments. Uh, but yeah, I saw a lot of songs that I wanted to see that were in like my top 10 of songs I wanted to see. And, uh, Love it. I mean, we can get into like later, but I mean, Tumble was, was big time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I agree. But, I agree. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I want to yeah. hear about the, your day leading up to it at the day Green Fest. Well, you know, what was like Nolan getting in? thought that he might miss his been. flight coming into New Orleans because of a diverse flight delay. Oh. And then once we got here, everything was good. Um, the festival setup is awesome. Um, massive brewery with just, I mean, I don't know what they do with all this land and area when they don't have a festival because it's just so, it's massive. They've got two stages. We've got a nice little area where you can kind of nature walk around a little pond, uh, disc golf. So for all you froth fans, there's wow. frothing. Um, we're over in some trees over kind of by the highway and the stage is pretty far away, but it's still pretty loud. But yeah, it's a fantastic setup. Uh, we're by the porta potties as well. There's a ton of those. Um, merch, inside, outside drinks, food trucks, some other kind of um, like homemade merch, uh, kind of like you're uh, a little bit of a. Um, we get a humidity report. We've got some hippie gaps. We got what? Sorry. I said we've got some hippie gear selling in here, so you've got your own uh, own areas for some of that. But the beer, beer is great. Yeah, uh, festival great. at a brewery is the way to go. I love it. That's awesome. Glad to hear it's a positive experience. We have a question about the humidity. Oh, it's what? negligible. None, honestly. Um, Perfect weather. Yeah, I live in Florida, and this is—I can't believe how good it feels right now. Amazing. Love. Yeah. I love to hear it. Um, so talk me through now getting to, you know, right before Goose started, what the vibe was like in the crowd, if it was a lot bigger than it had been earlier in the day or about the same. Uh, a lot bigger. So we actually went over um, right as Tank and the Bengas started on the smaller stage. And some people had gravitated over there, but we went up and we were three people from the rail, Trevor side. Um, I mean, awesome spot, probably. Yeah. I mean, probably, what, an hour or so before they came on, yeah. honestly? And then after that, I mean, within 30 minutes, it was it had filled in a lot. And within 15 minutes of when Goose came on, it was, we looked back and we were like, oh, okay. Like, we hadn't looked back in a while. We've been sitting down. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was it was way more full. So it, it packed in. And, you know, right now there's still not all that many people here. You can tell that people are really, they're here for Goose. Um, and you can tell that by the fan reactions too. But people are here having fun, but it really packed in yeah. come goose time. Not a bad spot it. here either to see. Yeah. I mean, we moved around a little bit in the second set, and I mean, <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Glad to hear. Yeah, very, very, very glad to hear uh, about that. We were trying to figure out what kind of the, the capacity of the festival was. Uh, it was kind of hard to tell. Uh, do you guys very know? I, I'm horrible at eyeballing stuff like that. But I would say for Goose, there was probably a couple thousand. Um, nice. Yeah. Um, it's there's there definitely wasn't it. Definitely, I don't think it was under a thousand, but it's not like five thousand or anything like that. I, I, I would guess between fifteen hundred and two thousand. We have a question. Uh, where is Gray Street located? Um, let's see. I guess at the corner of Gray Street and the end of the world. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're Dave Matthews literate at all, you would you probably get that. But that's where it would be. There we go. Uh, so nowhere. 
is the correct answer. Yeah, there we go. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into the show a little bit. Uh, we open up uh, first few songs, Drive, Dr. Darkness, Tumble. Uh, not sure how much you guys have been following along uh, with Goose Spring Tour, but cut two of these songs at least. Uh, and I said Tumble. I meant Turbulence. Um, Drive, Dr. Darkness, Turbulence. Drive and Turbulence both showing up after very short gaps again. Uh, for another play, which is kind of surprising, but that's like a hallmark of festival season. Uh, these kind of unpredictable set lists, short gaps on popular songs. Uh, so I'm curious to feel, uh, to hear what the vibe was like during these opening few songs, because I'm sure people weren't super concerned about the show gap uh, like we are. Um, but uh, these are great songs. Uh, and I think, you know, great way to start off a show. Great way to start the show and like a nice way to ease into it, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. I told Bruce when Drive started, I was like, I always forget about this song, but it's great. Um, so that was exciting to see. And then one of my favorites is Dr. Darkness and Turbulence. So oh, amazing. amazing. Great vibes. Great amazing. vibes. Um, vibes were high. Yeah. yeah. Oh, vibes were high. It, it, and it was not that those songs are slow by any means, but just a, a nice ease in before you get to some more, some really interesting stuff. I hate to say more interesting because everything's really interesting. Um, but playing a couple of like newer-ish songs with the or newer-ish to the to the audience, probably with darkness and turbulence, was really awesome. Um, and all three of those songs, they just pack a good punch on the second half of it. Yeah. Um, and that was that was just a good way to warm the crowd up. Uh, come. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like a lot of people were singing along to Turbulence. Like, oh yeah, it was a good sing-along song, which it's I got was good hooks. Surprised by, but that was that was fun. Yeah, yeah, it's got good hooks for sure. Uh, I love and I love all three of these songs. In the first set for sure. Um, and then after Turbulence, we get uh, one of the two kind of big extended jams of the night uh, in this "All I Need," which has really had an excellent year so far. Uh, there have been a ton of incredible standout versions. Uh, this one was great. I really like they kind of get into this space sometimes where it's like on the edge of light and dark. And it's just this minor key shreddy zone um, that they really got into last night. And I think Rick's tone on his new guitar is sounding absolutely amazing. Um, I really, really liked the way uh, this all I need sound. I'm excited to hear it um, when the when we do get the boards. Um, unfortunately, Peter's piano was mixed a little low on the webcast last night, so it was difficult to hear at times. Um, but I'm curious, what did you guys think of the song? Throwing it over you. I had, I was really hoping to see it. I had uh, pegged it as an opener earlier in the day, and then changed it to slot two, so I missed it. Um, we did, we did our own, I guess. Like I know there's fantasy goose, but we did our own fantasy for this weekend, um, and so got it, but missed missed by a spot. You you spotted turbulence, I think. No, Doctor Darkness. Darkness, spotted yeah. darkness. Um, Nice. But yeah, Rick was, like you said, teetering on that edge a lot last night through all three or four of the bigger jams, especially. Um, yeah. And it also seemed like he kind of was messing around with the uh, tones on his guitar since it is a new, new guitar um, a little bit more, turning some knobs, getting on the floor, pressing a couple more pedals. And then when he would lock in, he kind of took that step back and you could tell he was feeling it. Um, and this was. You know, we were hoping that uh, they were about to go into a jam. I think you said the next one's going to be a jam, and they started all I need immediately. Yeah. And boy, was it! Um, yeah, they they 
they just locked in and I, we didn't even know it was I think what it was it 22 23 minutes 20, um, yeah it was like 21 22 ish okay yeah I mean, I mean you know another one of those where you just you feel like it was maybe a 15 minute or something like that where you just so right. much happened um, and good stuff to where you just didn't even care um, yeah and you know it could have gone for 30 for all we cared it was yeah. it was awesome I felt like it was also the first point in the show where like I became very aware of Trevor oh. and I being like right in front of him I mean he was just like dropping some bombs that just yeah. shook the earth so yeah. have you have you seen them in 2023 yet before last night no no so this is the year of Big T. Okay. Big T. He's and been sounding he's great. Been, he's been so present in the mix all year. Um, yeah. You know, he's been so present in jams all year. So, yes, you you experienced the year of Big T last night. Uh, congratulations. Yeah, the, the earth-shattering um, earth feeling from him multiple times was awesome. Like, obviously, hearing him on, you know, listen to almost most of the shows. And that comes through extremely well. But when you feel it in person, um, literally all over the grounds, too, no matter where we walk, oh, you yeah. could feel it when he would you know, hit one of those um, you know, right on the nose. And, yeah, that so one of the, those those huge ones that like the like that's yeah. actually Jeff hitting a sample. Hitting, oh, yeah. One of those are good, too. Yeah. 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 So it's it's funny to now try to tell the difference between a Trevor bomb and a Jeff bomb. <laughs> oh great! Now we're gonna have to know the difference. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Two, we'll be on the lookout two separate, yeah. you know. There's a, there's a lot of things to keep track of. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. So after all, I need first set finishes off with Earthling or Alien and Animal, both fun songs. You know, not a ton to dive into here. Um, I kind of thought. Sorry for everyone with the audio, trying to balance out the the background music at the festival, uh, making sure we can hear everything. Um, Earthling or Alien was like started off the year as such a consistent jam vehicle. You know, we had the cat version, we had the Boston version, and then it's kind of shortened since then. We've had like a run of 10, 11 minute versions that are great, funky jams. Um, but I'm, I'm curious if there's a conscious thing by the band, why they're not taking it out for a little longer anymore. Uh, but, you know, great funk action, a little, little bit of grime in the first set, uh, if you will. Um, and then Animal to close it out, of course, always a great festival song, um, always a great pick for, you know, crowd having fun, uh, working their abdominals, as it were. Um, I personally think um, that especially at a festival, uh, if you're looking to get the crowd moving to an animal, five-minute animal, like they played last summer a few times, that's the way to go, as opposed to like the more extended, you know, 10 to 13 minute version they've been doing recently um to me it, it's it's more efficient it gets to the point and it's like here's this rocking you know catchy song that we're gonna play um instead of you know kind of going off in this laid-back groove which is cool but doesn't really fit i feel like in a set list where they have more of a limited time like they did last night um but that that's just my take on it what did you guys think of uh earth playing an animal yeah, um, I mean, obviously, Earthling was funky. That was really cool. Short, but that that hit that hit the spot. That was exactly what we needed. And then Animal, it was a little more extended than I thought it was going to be. Um, and it almost teetered on the line of, we're going to take this for a little longer walk. Like, it almost seemed like it was going to go tight, too, for a moment. Yeah. Um, kind of ventured there, and then they brought it back and ventured there. It was like a little tease. 
um, but it was it was awesome. It was one we were hoping to see. Um, we we really like that song. Um, yeah, and that was that was per. Yeah, you're jamming, dude. I'm yeah, we may have what. to we may have to pause the pod for a few minutes and just listen to George dude, Porter. Dude, right. turned it up. I feel like they just got louder for this song. It is un. They got so loud for this song. Yeah, I could like <laughs> I could hardly hear what you were saying, but I know we're talking about Earthling or Alien and Animal. Um, yes. Animal though, one thing I've noticed. I feel like Peter was going like super hard on the animal noises for like maybe like late 2022. Yeah. Early 23. I only versions. counted one elephant noise. There was, a, there was an elephant at the noise end. Noise. And uh, so that was exciting. It's all, yeah. <laughs> th- those are always those are always fun to hear. Um, so now take me through uh, set break. You know we've only got a couple shows left with our bathroom segment, of course. Uh, so. Tell us about the bathroom situation uh, at Days Between at the brewery. Uh, is it good? I mean, we've got probably 20-ish porta potties, uh, maybe more, 2025. 20, so that was fun. We didn't have to wait ever um, in their porta potties. Like they're they're not. Uh, I don't know how often they clean them. Not like they clean them at the, at the gorge, which is quite often. So the gorge porta potties are actually pretty nice. But anyways. These were fine. Um, and then inside are the VIP ones. We don't have that kind of point, so we didn't have <laughs> VIP. Um, right. But we also, we got some uh, dinner, whatever, food truck stuff. They have four or five food trucks here. Um, I had a great spicy natural hot chicken sandwich. I was going to uh, say, did, do they have shrimp gumbo? Oh, we didn't get shrimp gumbo. I see the question. No um, shrimp gumbo. No idea. So I have no idea. <laughs> oh, hi, Ryan. Thanks. <laughs> Fantastic. He's that's Ryan Legvold. He's going to be on the pod tomorrow. We didn't hear you. That's Ryan Legvold. He's going to be on the pod tomorrow to recap Excellent. tonight's show. Excellent. Well, he then he knows. He knows. <laughs> now we have him, so. He knows exactly. Exactly. Well, awesome. Uh, <laughs> that's. I love that he came by. Um, that's hilarious. So what else? What else were the vibes like at set break? You know, did you guys stay up at the front? I know you mentioned you moved around. At the second we set. got our food and we moved. We we moved a little further back um, to right in front of the uh, soundboardish area, right in front of that fence. And kind of left left middle a little back had plenty of room, uh, more room than we did up front. People were definitely grooving up front and uh, enjoying their space to groove. So we were like, all right, let's let's back it up a little bit for set two and just take it all in. Yeah, their own claimed personal space. It wasn't actually their own space, but yeah. Uh, I love that. (laughs) That happens. Love when Um, that happens. But yeah, we it was perfect. Like we got, we settled in there, and you know, people would filter in and out too, which sometimes you get even closer and inch another four or five feet closer. So, I mean, man, it was. You know, if you're in a venue, you know, it's like you've got really close lower lower seats. I mean, it's like I don't know how many more times we'll be that close for for goose on the cheek. You know. Um, Right. It's tough so. to beat, and it was like, you know, I mean, you could even just stand to the side up front, and like there was nobody up on the on the side, and that's kind of what I had done. I saw the Raleigh show last summer, um, and set two just kind of made my way up front, and uh, saw a great show, and I gotta mention it now. So I saw the the Madavan that won. Uh, you were there. Bracket. You were so there for the Madavan. My first show, Hungerside opener. Audubon set one closer like that. Unreal. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I love it. It has taken us longer than we would like to see shows. I mean, 
Yeah, it's been since 2018 or 19 for me, listening to and being a fan. Yeah. And being in like Jacksonville, Florida area, we really don't get shows in North Carolina. They don't come there too, too often. So when yeah. they were right down the road from me, had to go. So we had to make this trip happen. It was just like, we don't know. I don't know when they're coming. Like they'll, they'll go to Halloween in, in Florida, which isn't too far from me, but you have to buy like a three or four day pass and that's rough. Right, exactly. Awesome. We're glad you guys yeah. were able to make it out. Let's talk about this second set here. Let's start off talking about this tumble because this is an absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal tumble. I can't wait to re-listen to it when we get those borfs. Uh, yes, sorry, I mistakenly said boards earlier. Uh, that's that's my bad. Um, but I can't wait to listen to this. You know, the the unmistakable sound of a Ted Tapes jam, but not one that we could place. Um, we, we named it Aardvark. Uh, shout out to Captain Incredible. Uh, named it Aardvark last night. And so we're, we're going with the Aardvark jam um, in, in this tumble last night. Um, disclaimer, that's not a real thing. Uh, that's just us bullshitting for anyone who may be wondering. Um, but this is a phenomenal, phenomenal jam. You know, it was going along in a pretty standard tumble groove and Rick seemed to cue something. And then they went out into this very atmospheric and Ted like space. You had some amazing clav work, uh, from Peter, you know, not the usual like shreddy clav that I also love so much. Um, but more like textural with some delay on it, like just really amazing, use of the instrument. And I always forget that it can be used in that way because it doesn't happen as often, but it's, it sounds amazing in, in the, in the spacier sections, uh, in that kind of mode. Um, so I'm curious what you guys felt, um, about this tumble. Cause it was absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> so, it was so good. It was, I mean, Unreal. perfect way to open, obviously the set, um, yeah. perfect anywhere, but uh, you were right. Peter was all over it, going all over his rig, different um, with you know, his different sounds, and like you said, the, with the clap, and then going more atmospheric. Rick messing around with his stuff. Um, man, it just went so many different directions. I almost felt like for a little while they kept going into sections that they had. It almost felt so good it was pre-composed or something. Right. Like that a couple of them seemed like these are songs or jams that they've done before that they knew, like, once we hit, once somebody hits this note, we're going to transition over into this, um, these different sections. So, like you said, I'm super interested in hearing it again. Um, yeah. But I guess it was Tumble that we kind of looked at each other like, Ted Tapes, like, is that Moby? Like, what what is going on here? There's something in right. there. It, it felt like there was something. It's nothing that's been uh, released on a, on a Ted Tapes album to date. It could be something that they've been working on behind the scenes, but it felt something that was like a Ted Tapes kind of like pre-composed vibe. So I'm curious to know uh, if when if if Peter notes it as a as a tease or a jam on something when uh, you know he does put out the show officially. Uh, but I also want to mention the return to the song at the end out of that like more driving jam they were in was so perfect. You know, we were talking about, um, I think in the group chat, like we weren't expecting it to finish. Like it, This felt like a tumble that was going to be unfinished and either lead into something or end somewhere else. But the way they brought it back to the finale, you know, it, it, they, they kind of came in a little, uh, they came in a little hot on the ending, but it was awesome. Um, and I think they also, there was a bit slight misstep. I think that they recovered nicely uh, just by, you know, 
playing the the composed part uh, again. Uh, but yeah, what what did you guys think of that? Like the, the jam as a whole. No, great jam. I, there were several times where I was like, oh, they're not going to finish the song. Like it kind of just felt like they were going to go into the next one and then it get like super quiet and like very moody. And then all of a sudden they go just ramp it up. There were so many different like sections of the jam. It felt yeah. like, and I, I really noticed, uh, I think it was tumble where Rick was using like his talk back mic and communicating with Ben a lot, a ton. And, uh, that was cool, but yeah, they came in super hot with the ending, and I mean, Rick, he plays that so fast, like, I mean, I love that part. Yeah, it, it was, and I saw someone's comment that the return is almost like a split open and melt return. That's what it did kind of seem like, to where it was like, oh, we are, we are out here, we're doing such and such, and then all of a sudden he did bring that back, the ending um, of Tumble. But yeah, I would be curious to see if any of those, if anything from Tumble becomes a tease on a next like when you see another studio album um, to where if you're like, okay, those licks came from, cause they, cause with that talk back stuff, it really did look like he was conducting saying like, we're playing a section from such song. It was, it was, that was cool to see. Yeah. Or just directing, which he's been doing a little bit of uh, awesome. this past tour. Like we've seen it cause his talk back might goes to the whole band. So yeah. for a couple of those build, it was like, okay, modulate and hit the a or modulate and hit the C like, you know what, what have you um, obviously I don't know what key they were actually in. Um, but, um, it was really cool. It's cool to see Rick kind of utilizing that to kind of push the jams in a different direction than you get by just listening to each other. Um, and this was absolutely, uh, amazing, amazing. And then we get a nice landing pad in a Western sun. Always love this as a mid second set, uh, you know, tune, uh, ballad, if you will. Um, I'm hoping that sometime soon we see the return of the Western Sun Jam. Uh, you know, we haven't seen it get jammed out since Dylan last August, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so I, I feel like we're a little bit due for a jammed out Western Sun, in my opinion. Um, and then we get Arrow into Cinnamon uh, to close the set. You know, pretty standard Arrow, doesn't do much uh, outside the song. But Cinnamon, one of the band's best covers, um, just crushes every single time. Really phenomenal to hear uh, once again. So, what did you guys think of the rest of that? I thought the uh, Western Sun choice was perfect. Uh, was hoping for it to be jammed out, but it's kind of weird saying, uh, just thinking like, hey, yeah, there's a four song second set in Western Sun. It's the shortest song. It's like the songy portion of the set. It's not like a songy song per se. Yeah. Uh, but it was perfect. Um, Arrow, I thought was. For some reason, the vibe for me in Arrow was one of my favorite of the night because they settled into a groove and just let it ride. Um, yeah. And where everybody was kind of doing interesting stuff in pockets. Um, and so it was just really, it's really nice to have right there. It wasn't, like you said, it didn't overly explore a lot of space, um, but it took you to a good spot and just kept it there. Um, and that transition to cinema was butter. Oh, yeah. It was, that was perfect. Butter. Um, this is like, felt like a, like a sneaky long arrow. Uh, and then the transition, I mean, Cinnamon was definitely a highlight for me. Unexpected. Uh, so that was cool. A rarity. You gotta love those. And then just the the chorus. I mean, power! Like, yeah. <laughs> that stuff is, that was amazing. It's awesome. I don't know if you guys caught it, uh, but it sounded like to me, and, and a bunch of other people heard it too. For like 20 seconds before they went into Cinnamon, it sounded like maybe they were going into Electric Avenue. 
That'd be a good call. Um, it sounded like something. Um, and you can right. tell. And we, and we figured a cover was coming at some point in the night. Um, and when they did that, it sounded like, all right, they're transitioning into a cover. Um, what is it? You hit the nail on the head there. That is exactly what it kind of sounds like. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're hearing them do something, you're kind of searching through your brain. Of yeah, it's like, what is it? What is it? What is it? Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was good. Um, and I'm looking forward to hearing that again because that was a great transition um, and a great, I mean, what was Arrow and Cinnamon? 30 minutes or so? Or Ish, yeah. minutes? Yeah. Uh, a great way to end. And so that was, vibes were really high all over. Um, all over the crowd for that. That was awesome. I love it. Um, and it was nice. Uh, they were given, I guess, an extra 15 minutes last night or some extra time, so they had time to do an encore, which was great. Uh, you know, their scheduled festival slot was supposed to end at 9.30 Central, um, but, you know, that's when the second set ended, so I figured the show was over. But they came back. Nice little uh, flancore, if you will. Uh, flowcore, some people are calling it. I think it doesn't matter. Flow down encore. Uh, always fun. Gave me another eight points for Fantasy Goose. Um, so, you know, I was I was pretty happy about it. Uh, but what was, what was the flow down encore like? We had a nice opener. Yeah, I think we both had a flow opener choice yesterday. Um, so having it as an encore was great. Um, yeah. I think I, I think I would like it better as an opener. It was like my hot take from the show. It's like it, I didn't think it was the best closer, but, I mean, I wanted to see the song, so I didn't really – yeah, I didn't really care, but it was a cool way to end the show. Yeah. Yeah, I disagreed. Right. I thought it was a great, a great closer, I guess. But um, then we saw the, the printed set, um, and it was a little different. Like, they went they went a little long second set, so they had cut a few things. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, you know, going into night two tonight, what are you guys expecting and or hoping to hear? Oh, man. I, I would expect at least two of the songs that they cut last night to be played. So whether it's... Jive One, Madovan, or uh, uh, Slow Ready. I, I can almost guarantee a Slow Ready. Madovan, I was I was confused, or I was not expecting it last night um, after just being played a show or two before. Um, but tonight, I think that uh, I'm looking for a big hunger site, looking for Dripfield. I would think that Dripfield's coming. Um, and hoping for something big out of like a... Uh, a, a Wisteria um, or a Born. Born has been just crushing it. Tasty lately. Oh man, it has. Wisteria is kind of due too. They haven't played it since Boise. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. What yeah. do you have? I think I picked uh, Jive One opener, and I, I think an early Born. Madavan uh, set one closer. Ooh, okay. And uh, I'm so I'm hoping. I know we both are. Seven two six drip field in set two, and I would love an Arcadia encore or at some a classic point, pairing of seven. Dude, six that drip pairing field. is so good. Yeah, I do think you guys are getting Thatch tonight. Have to. Um, which yes. I mean, neither of you have seen Thatch yet. Nope. Nope. Which only means... listen to every version multiple times because <laughs> well, it's incredible. We need, of course, Thatch Fox. So I, um, I hope you're ready to get that tonight. Um, we are. Yes. And we're hoping that it's continuing the progression because every single one gets better. Yeah, um, well, 40-minute thatch. <laughs> Let's go. I'm it's cool with, 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 the sync, with a one-song thatch first set, some shit like that. Be awesome. <laughs> that would be – I would be very okay with that. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Of course, I know you guys want to uh, head over and catch Eggy now. Uh, so – 
Hope you guys enjoy uh, the rest of the festival. Enjoy the show tonight. Um, thank you so much uh, for coming on the pod today. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat Goose with you guys. Hope we can do it again soon. So thank you. Yeah, we would love yeah, to. Man. And sorry for hopefully the audio is okay. Um, not really, unless we were super VIP. Nowhere to hide here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. It's a little quiet now, but thanks for having us on. Love talking Goose. And if you ever want to talk DMV, uh, let us know, okay? I will. Thank you very much. Yeah, come much. on and recap your show, dude. Yeah. We'll I will. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and everyone else watching, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Day After Show. Let us know your favorite parts of last night's show and what you were hoping to hear tonight uh, on social media at AAT Goose Pod. Of course, we always want to hear from you. We'll be back here tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, 2.30 p.m. Central. We will be battling – oh, no, we will not be battling uh, another day of festival music because it's just a two-day festival. We will have Mr. Ryan Legfold, who we saw in the background earlier. Uh, he will be on to talk about tonight's show. Um, and then we are off for a few weeks. The band's going to hit the studio while we get ready for the beginning of real festival season. Um, but, of course, that is a story for – tomorrow uh everybody have yourselves a fantastic rest of your day and we will see you soon hey music fans we wanted to let you know about music on the mountain a show that will feature anders osborne dogs in a pile and saints and liars this show will be directly after the divided sky foundation's fun run at 2 p.m on saturday may 18th at the base of akimo mountain in ludlow vermont the show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.